Well, my next guest is quite simply one of Australia's most popular entertainers. Peter Rosethorn. He's an actor, a writer, a stand-up comedian, an MC, a host. You've seen him on TV, in the movies, on stage. You name it, he pretty much does it. I don't know if he's released an album yet. Maybe that's still on the bucket list. We'll see. But next up, something completely different. Peter will be starring in the latest pantomime production from the brilliant Bonnie Lithgow Productions. These are high-quality shows, I can tell you. It's Jack and the Beanstalk, and it's coming to the State Theatre in Sydney from Friday the 12th until Sunday the 21st of of July. Ozpanto.com is the place you go for all the details and to book your tickets. But before that, I thought I'd have a chat with Peter Rosethorn tonight to learn a little bit more. Peter, good evening to you. Oh, Luke, pleasure to be on board, my friend. Now, with the, with the introduction's almost enough, because I can't go now. <laughs> well, thanks for your time. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. Even I know the dates now, I wasn't even sure of but gee, it's, um, I'm looking forward to it, Luke. It's, I've never done a pantomime before. You've never done know, a panto? No, because I, well, I'm Australian. Oh, we never grew up with the English pantomime scene, which is enormous, obviously, in England. And, you know, all those stories about the neighbours people and home away people going over there during the winter, or their, you know, our summer, their winter, and just rake it in the cat. I'm <laughs> going, going back again. <laughs> going back into their meagre television wages. <laughs> but these productions from bon- Bonnie Lithgow in the past few years, she's done six of them now, of Sleeping Beauty, Peter Pan, Cinderella, Aladdin, Snow White. They've all been there. I've been to a couple of them. They are just the highest quality production you could ever imagine. Well, I think they had spent a bit of coin on their costumes and things. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I, I, like, like I say, I, I haven't done anything on stage probably since, oh, uh, like, you know, in this sort of form. Mm. It's probably the closest thing I've done would be Rocky Horror Show, I reckon. That was in the 90s. Yeah. But other than I've done a few plays here and there, but I haven't done uh, any singing and dancing. <laughs> He's behind you, <laughs> Well, you just have to practice that. He's behind you and, oh, no, he isn't. Oh, yes, he is. All that sort of stuff. I can't see him. Work. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get on to Jack and the Beanstalk in just a little bit of a minute, but, but first of all, you were born in Melbourne, but you're based in Perth these days, aren't you? I do, yes, I'm married. I married a Perth girl, and yeah. we sort of came over here uh, in 2000, and, uh, sort of the two, end of 2010, mm-hmm. sort of look after my mum-in-law, and then uh, and she's managed to kick on a little further. <laughs> she's still alive, <laughs> and everyone's all good, and everyone's uh, happy here. I've got a grandchild here now, who I'm looking after today, oh. and my you know, and my kids are all sort of happy and grounded in this city. So as long as I can still keep on working from here on, I'm happy to stay here. It's a beautiful part of the world. I actually visited and, Perth uh, for yeah. the first time just last weekend for State of Origin. First time I've been there. What a city. It is just beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. I live in Fremantle, which is slightly south from where you were. Mm. Up to state. Beautiful stadium, though, isn't it? Oh, goodness oh. me, I am. <laughs> were you there? You would have been there in one of the corporate boxes, Peter. No, I was not there. No, I wasn't. I was, I was coming in from Canberra, and uh, I was home having dinner with my family watching on the telly. Good place to be. Because it was a miserable night. We were very unlucky. You were so unlucky with that rain. Oh, indeed. Germany is rain-free, but not that night. It was still a spectacle, though. What about as a kid, Peter? I suspect you might have been the class clown. Well, you see, there's a theory in that. I don't think I was. What mm. I was good at, though, in class school, I had timing. So if I was going to do anything stupid, I managed to do it well enough that the teacher would laugh as well. So I thought, hang on, I've got a career in this. I can get old people to laugh as well. <laughs> I'm onto something. But I think, I reckon I got it from 
uh, at home, I was, uh, I, my dad was like a little bit angry when he was a younger father, <laughs> and I was the last, last of four children, and he was just, he came off the docks and was at home full time, and gee, he was, didn't like it. <laughs> so he brought a lot of tension home with him, and there was a lot of fighting, and uh, so I think I became very good at uh, sort of cutting tension mm. and um, undercutting uh, moments with a bit of stupidity as a, as a little kid, or just trying to do wacky things try and break the tension. So I think I, I got good at reading situations and, and, um, and reading people quite well. Yeah. So I think that's the real key to it. And, and I like watching people. I've been the youngest. You don't get spoken too much. Just <laughs> <laughs> push you over and tease to get out of their way. So you, you watch all the mistakes they make and you try not to make those ones and you, you see what's funny in life from a distance. So I got, I got end up being quite a good eye as a young kid. So I, I found humour and things quite easily. So I think that's where it came from. And then it was a matter of being able to adapt sort of real-life stories as most comics do now and, and make them accessible to everybody. And so I just love it. It's a great way to make money. I just love it. I just a great performance skill and very scary and, and never stops being scary and, and it's very engaging. <laughs> well, you say it's a great way to make money, but you've also said that being a comic is kind of like community service as well because everyone needs to laugh, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's a, it's one of the great tension relievers of all time and, you know, and stress relievers is having a decent laugh and some people they, they don't get around to it. <laughs> it's pretty busy. Like, oh, I forgot, forgot to laugh today. I was too busy being miserable and uh, worrying about stuff. You- um, so, yeah, it's, it's a nice, I don't think of it like that as, you know, there's people far beyond my capability doing greater community work than me. Mm. But as a, you know, it's an off-the-cuff off, off sort of a thing. It does have that. So some people do come up to us and say, oh, my goodness, I haven't laughed like that for two years. I go, well, what's wrong with you? Make sure I laugh with my wife quite a lot. <laughs> well, you, you, look, you started your performance career actually as a comedy and singing duo, the Cactus Brothers. This was in the early yeah. 80s. The singing career never quite took off, though, did it, Peter? No, I didn't. Well, you did mention an album, and I have done one. Have you really? On the Rocky Horror Show cast album. Oh. I on, and, I, and I would have been on the Comedy Company album, which was released in 1988. A very rare find in the shops nowadays, a Comedy Company album. Well, um, well, let's speak about that, because you joined the cast and also the writing crew of the Comedy Company. They, they just don't make TV like that anymore, do they? No, we've got too many uh, options. <laughs> so you, we all had to sit down and watch hideous television at the same time and have fond memories of stuff that if you watch back now is kind of cringeworthy. Yeah. But um, not all of it. Some of it still holds up, but most of it's like, you know, in its in, you know date range. Yeah. Uh, but it was, look, it was, at that time, it was such a huge program because it was only four TV stations. And, yeah. You know, whenever once something got popular, the whole country seemed to watch it at the same time. and. The back end of that is that everyone got sick of it at the same time. Suddenly, <laughs> 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 thought, what happened to my fame? It's just, it's <laughs> so, but I, I was very lucky to be honest. I had a great time. It was great, great people to work with, and it was a very exciting time. You know, oh, young yeah. and going out, and it was a good time. Well, you've achieved so much in your career, but perhaps the most popular role is that of Brett, the long-suffering husband on Kath and Kim. What a thrill to be involved in such an iconic Australian TV show that's had success not oh. just here but right around the world. Absolutely. I think Netflix is going on now, too. I was just about to start. Netflix is going to repeat again. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I'm Luke. sure. <laughs> Another day goes past, and I get called Brett. Oh, there's Brett. Oh, hello. <laughs> women love it the most, and women are very loyal, and they pass it on to their daughters and their daughters' daughters. So I get like 12 year olds going, Hey, you're Brett. <laughs> How do you recognize me? old man. What are you doing? But, oh. uh, they just love it. They're so endeared by it. And I get such great goodwill out of it, and you know, because I, I like people, so I'm happy to stop and chat and yeah. talk about it and stuff. 
But um, it's, it was just, when you're, when you're on something like that, because the girls, it took a long time to get made. It took about six years before they said they, they gave it the green light. Right. Because the comedy department didn't make it at the ABC. The drama department did. Really? The comedy department said, they said it wasn't funny enough and it wouldn't work. <laughs> the drama department said it will have it. It's a, it's a, it's a narrative. Yes. Where's so, that comedy uh, department now? Well, that's strange. The guy who used to be in charge of that, he lost his job. But that was Jeff Portman. He produced Mother and Son, which was a brilliant television series. So isn't that strange that um, someone like that couldn't quite read it or see it? But anyway, everyone makes crazy mistakes in their life. But anyway, (laughs) uh, it was was a great thing to be on. And uh, and it was just, it sort of went mainstream. And we're doing enormous numbers sort of near the end of it, comparatively to what they do now. So a big show like, um, I don't know, The Voice might maybe... Get eight hundred, maybe nine hundred thousand people watching it. An mm. episode we used to get. Our last episode was two point four wow. million. Wow! So you know it was it was pretty up there, but it was it was just great fun. Great fun being on set. Funny people, lovely people. Uh, really, we'd often film uh, the rehearsal and the f- and try and get everything in one take. You know, first take because yeah. that's when the comedy mojo sort of at its best. Once yeah. we started having feel fits, which did happen quite a lot. Where the girls would just laugh like for forty five minutes and <laughs> <laughs> too much laughing. This is boring now for everyone else. Stop laughing at yourselves, ridiculous. Yeah. And um, and then restart to reshoot it all and sort of lose its vibe. But it was really great. I just loved it and uh, and and still to this day if I don't seek to watch it, but if it's on in the background somewhere, if I'm stopping I still find it works pretty well. I oh, guess. it's I timeless. Still, yeah. Yeah, still going okay. Certainly is. Now you're timeless as well because last year you did something completely different again. I'm a celebrity Get me out of here. Were there any hesitations in joining the cast and I suppose any regrets? Well, you see, for a long time, because when Captain Kim was sort of peaking, I was getting off at Dancing with the Stars and all those <laughs> programs. Like, no, why would I bother doing that? I'm in a much better program over here. What the hell? Yeah. How desperate you got to be one of those things. Yes. Then I got quite a large tax bill, Luke. I thought, I'll tell you what. <laughs> so I stop into the jungle and try to say that. <laughs> and so I did it. For, for financial reasons, but um, at the same time, I I didn't not not enjoy it. I, I found um, the I sort of learned that we we we, we have too much stuff. Yeah. We don't need anything. Yeah. We we eat too much. We we uh, think too much. <laughs> we are distracted by too many things. Life's actually not that difficult. We don't need a lot of fuel to live on, and we don't need anything. I I love not having a phone. I loved. I used to get out of there and I'd be just staring at the ground sometimes because there was like, oh, quite a lot of there. There was a lot of downtime. <laughs> and my kids would go, Dad, you all right? Oh, God, yes, yeah, that's good. And I was just staring at the ground because I'm going to do a bit of a habit of doing it, yeah. thinking about nothing. You can switch yourself off. It was really amazing. Well, you lost a whole lot of weight. You ended up pretty svelte as well. Have you Have you kept the weight yeah, off? Yeah. And, well, I was in there with Danny Green and Josh Gibson is an yeah. AFL footy player. And man, just, so that we were getting personally trained by the the high-end guys, yeah. and I came out there, so I was 12 kilos lighter, <laughs> so fit. Wow. Because you couldn't eat much, you didn't have a lot of energy either, so you could only do a limited amount of training, so you, you, we'd lift rocks and, you know, just do push-ups and chin-ups and stuff, in, but you wouldn't, after 15 minutes of that, you start getting dizzy. Go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called the jungle diet and the jungle exercise regime. <laughs> That's it. And there's all those fantastic sort of, you know, you you were so happy to get out. You, were, you didn't care what the trial was. You might have to go yeah. 
eat some sort of giraffe testicle, but you wouldn't care. Because <laughs> it got you out of the camp for half an hour. You're going to get away from some of those people just for a bit. <laughs> well, you had a great time with some terrific people. And the cast of Jack and the Beanstalk, which is coming up next month, a terrific cast as well. Richard Reed, who actually won I'm a Celebrity last year. The beautiful Lucy <laughs> Durack. Look, my, my, my brother's coming along. He's excited to see you, as am I. But my nephew, who's eight... Jimmy oh. Giggle is so excited. Jimmy Reese. Oh, that's yeah, apparently enormous. Yeah, I've got some, I'm out of the loop because my kids are older now. Yeah. My grandson's too young for Jimmy, but uh, I'll no doubt I'll fast track him into my system. <laughs> uh, so he comes off to my playlist quite quickly. So I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to do it. Look, I, I love working with other people and casts. I often just work by myself, and um, it's just I don't know dancing, singing. Trying, but trying to be funny in front of kids sounds like good fun to me, so I'm into it. I think you will be, be terrific. It is Jack and the Beanstalk, the giant 3D family panto musical spectacular. It's got 3D um, uh, screens as well, so it takes you inside the castle. The kids will love it. The adults will love it. And don't ask to underestimate the importance of these pantomimes on kids as well, because uh, as I mentioned, my nephew's seen a couple of them with me as well. You ask him two, three years later, he can remember exactly everything he saw. So just... Yeah, don't underestimate the, the power of these pantomimes. Yeah, yeah, but it's quite a lot of joy, I think. And uh, and it's a great thing to be introduced to our country, thanks via the wonderful Bonnie Lithgow. Good on her. Indeed, she is brilliant. Friday the 12th until Sunday the 21st of July, the dates. It's at the State Theatre in Sydney, which is at 49 Market Street. OzPanto.com is the website, and you'll see all the crew, led by the brilliant Peter Rosethorn. Peter, thanks so much for the laughs tonight. No, oh, too easy, Luke. Thanks for having me, man.